listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. Open your Bible, if you will, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Today we're doing communion and we're doing prayer. For those of you that are just logging on, if, hey Daryl, if you have prayer requests that you didn't get a chance to email into us, you can put them in the comments and, uh, and we will pray for you. But I want to cover this before um, we take communion. First uh, Corinthians chapter 11 is where we're starting. Yes, it's going to be on Facebook, be on the, YouTube. Just um, like this broadcast, it yep. will be on all the platforms. Be on everything. I look forward to seeing you. And uh, so 1 Corinthians chapter 11, I'm going to start with um, verse 17. This is Paul the apostle, and he is teaching on the Lord's Supper. And I just want to hit a couple of things before we take communion together and before we pray for you. Um, but this is, these are very interesting to me. And I, I find that when I'm reading the letter from Paul, one of the things that I find interesting is that um, he mentions this and talks about this and teaches on this even right before he gets into the teaching on the gifts of the spirit and then the teaching on love and the teaching on uh, how to uh, operate in the gifts of the spirit in a church setting. It's interesting to me that he uh, touches on the, the Lord's Supper, the communion meal, before he gets into any of that. I believe that there is power in um, the communion meal itself. I've said this before, but as we believe that there's power in your hands when you lay hands on the sick, why? God commanded it. There's power in anointing people with oil as you pray, why? God commanded it. There's power in the prayer cloths. We use prayer cloths just like Paul did. Why? Because we see it take place in the scripture. Uh, in the same way, I believe that there's power in the communion meal. Uh, I don't believe that it's just an element that's representative of the body of Christ and the blood of Jesus. I believe that it's actually uh, carries power because it's commanded by Christ. And one of the things that shows us that in the scripture is here in 1 Corinthians 11, because it, it would not make sense otherwise uh, that if you're looking just at the Lord's Supper as a, a regular meal or a meal like any other meal, if that's all it was, was just something natural, then Paul would not have said something that he, that he did say in this letter that I'm going to read to you in a second uh, if it was just a normal meal. So I want to show this to you. Um, if I go to uh, 1 Corinthians eleven twenty seven and start reading there, listen to this. And I mean, think about this fact. The Bible says, whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then and so eat the bread and drink the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body, eats and drinks judgment on himself. So there's now supernatural language being attributed to this um, communion meal, the Lord's Supper, what we call uh, the communion meal. I believe it's a miracle meal because supernatural things are being attributed to it. Look, if we go further, 
Um, he said he, he drink, eats and drinks judgment upon himself. For what reason? If he does not properly discern the Lord's body. Go on further. Verse 30. That is why many of you are weak and ill. And some of you have died. But if we judged ourselves truly, we'd not be judged. But when we're judged by the Lord, we're disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. Uh, now look at this. Here, here's what shows you uh, what he's talking about. Verse 33. So then my brothers, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. If anyone's hungry, let him eat at home. See, Paul's, Paul's teaching them here. This is not a natural supper. It's not a natural meal. He said, if you're hungry, eat at home so that when you come together, it won't be for judgment about the other things I will give directions when I come. So notice this. There were people who were apparently eating the communion meal like it was a regular meal. Like they were just, they were just eating it as though it was dinner. And Paul said, don't treat the communion meal like it's dinner. Don't treat it like it's just supper. This is a supernatural meal. Paul's teaching that. He attributes supernatural language to the meal. And he says, this is why if you don't properly discern uh, the body of the Lord, then you eat and drink judgment on yourself. That's why many of you are weak and ill and some have died. Why? Because you've not properly discerned the Lord's body. You're treating it like it's natural when it's actually supernatural. You're treating it like it's natural when it's actually supernatural. I want you to put it in uh, the comments section that the Lord's Supper is a supernatural meal. It is something that we do as commanded by Jesus Christ. Something that we do commanded by Jesus Christ. And so because, and of course I've said this on the uh, broadcast before multiple times, anything Jesus commands, he empowers. Anything Jesus commands, he empowers. Do I believe that in these elements, the power of God can get into them and get into your body? Absolutely I do. That's why I call it the miracle meal. If not doing it properly can destroy you, then doing it properly can actually touch you. It can touch you. Think about it. If the anointing of the Holy Spirit can get into an, the anointing oil, if the anointing of the Holy Spirit can get into your hands, if the anointing of the Holy Spirit can get into a cloth, if it can get into Peter's shadow, don't tell me that the anointing oil cannot get into the communion elements and I, or the, the anointing of God can get into the communion elements. And I believe that it does. I believe that it does. God commanded it through Christ. And when we partake in it, I believe it just like anything else, we can receive the anointing of God into our bodies through the elements of communion. And so Paul's teaching about this and he's dealing with, and I'm going to go back to verse 17 where I told you I was going to start. Uh, it says, but in the following instructions, I don't commend you. He's upset with them about this. He said, because when you come together, it's not for the better, but for the worse. Verse 18, for in the first place, when you come together as a church, I hear that there are divisions among you. 
And I believe it in part, for there must be factions among you in order to be rec- in order that those who are genuine may be recognized. Verse 20, when you come together, it is not the Lord's supper that you eat. For in eating, each one goes ahead with his own meal. Listen to this. One goes hungry, another gets drunk. What? Do you not have your own houses to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I commend you in this? No, I will not. For I receive from the Lord what I also deliver to you, that the Lord Jesus, and then, he, and then he gets ready to talk about the miracle meal. But notice what he's, he's enforcing again. And this is what Nancy said, how do you take communion in the wrong way? This is what Paul's teaching, Nancy. He's saying these people in the church in Corinth were treating it like a natural meal, a normal meal. It's not dinner. It's not lunch. It's a supernatural meal. It's an ordinance of the church. It's something we do as commanded by Christ. You know, it's in the, in the same way I don't treat, let me give you an example. If, if somebody, let's say somebody was to greet me and gave me a high five or a fist bump or whatever, I don't treat a fist bump. I don't treat a high five in the same way that I do laying hands on those for impartation, for healing, for deliverance. It's not the same thing. Are we still touching each other? Yes, we're still touching each other. There's still physical contact, but I don't treat a high five as holy. I don't treat a fist bump as holy. Even if it's just a hug and a pat on the back, I don't treat that as holy, but because we are commanded to do what Christ calls to do, lay hands on the sick, lay hands on people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, lay hands on people for deliverance or impartation. I treat those moments as holy because even though there's still physical contact, even if I take somebody's hand to pray for them, I may not lay my hands on their head. I may take their hand. I may put both hands on their face or on their head, whatever. Yes, there's physical contact, but I treat those moments as holy because of what's going on, because of what's taking place. And the Lord's Supper is holy. We don't do it flippantly. We don't do it uh, arbitrarily. We don't do it randomly. We are focused. Why? Listen to this. It is the representation of his redemptive act. And I want you to put that in the comments, those that are watching. The Lord's Supper is the representation of Christ's redemptive act. And so we don't treat it as common. We don't treat it uh, as normal or natural. It is uncommon. It is supernatural. It is holy. It's holy. You know, and we treat it as holy. And so uh, in this passage of 1 Corinthians chapter 11, we understand Paul's rebuking them for not treating it as holy. He said, you come here, and he said, there's others that are trying to get in and take the communion meal with you to remember what Jesus has done, and you're eating it all up before they can get any. And it's wrong. He said, that's wrong. He said, if you're hungry, go to your own house and eat meals. This is not a meal to eat in that way. This is a holy act of remembrance about what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary. It's about him breaking his body. It's about him shedding his blood for the remission of sins. That's what this is about. And so Paul deals with that. And to answer Nancy's question, 
the, the way we would do it in the wrong way is to treat the Lord's Supper like it was just any other meal, to treat it like it's common, to treat it like it's every day and not attribute the holiness to it that it deserves because it is a holy thing. Jesus established it and Jesus commanded it. He said as often, it doesn't have to be done once a month or once, it can be done, and he said, as often as you do it, in remembrance of me, right? So what is he wanting them to do? Remember what he did on the cross. Remember what he did by shedding his blood. That's right, Sean, it's not a snack. It's not something that you do at the end of a church service to hold you over till you can get to the restaurant. It is a holy moment. The Lord's Supper is the representation of Christ's redemptive act. Those of you that are writing that in the comments, so very important. And so I want Carolyn to read now. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go on further and read, uh, starting in verse 23. Let's read verses, uh, verse 23 through 26. For I pass unto you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and he gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. So notice that. You're announcing the Lord's death. That's powerful. I mean, only what? Four chapters later in, in chapter 15, yeah. Paul deals with the fact that the Lord's death and his resurrection are the basic fundamental necessities for somebody to be saved. He says that plainly to these same people in the same context. He's saying, listen, because obviously those of you that grew up maybe in Sunday school or you've heard enough teaching, you've heard of the two groups of people back then, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And the Sadducees, what separated them was that they did not believe in the resurrection of the dead. That's the whole thing. The Sadducees uh, did not believe in the resurrection of the dead. And so if they're thoughts, the, the believers thoughts had been Jewish believers. I'm talking about had been affected by the teaching of the Sadducees. And that's what Paul's dealing with. He's saying, there are some among you that say that there's no resurrection of the dead. And then he goes on to say this. Well, if that's true, if there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ was not raised, right? That's what he said. Christ was not raised. And if Christ was not raised, now think about this. He said, if Christ was not raised, then my preaching and your faith is in vain. It doesn't even mean anything. We, there's, if Christ wasn't raised, there aren't even any Christians. Christianity isn't even a thing if Christ wasn't raised from the dead. And so look at the power of this. He said, when we take the communion meal, we are announcing the Lord's death until he comes and he is coming and he's coming soon. And it's important. I mean, that's why obviously, and I don't know if you've done anything on this, uh, with nonstop mom or with, uh, with the moms talking about it, but 
you know, encouraging your children to learn and understand it and to take part in it? I haven't done a specific teaching on it with them, even though I do it with my own kids, but that wouldn't be a bad idea Yeah. to do one with moms. Because like you said at the beginning, everyone thinks, well, they're too young to understand, but you have to keep at it. Like every time we do it, he'll make sure he leans over to Teddy or the kids or something, and he'll ask specifically, you know, what does the, bre the bread represent? And then anything they've left out, he'll then add on to it to teach them so each time they understand that it's a holy moment and what it represents. How the body, the bread, and the juice and the blood are the two different things. The body being the sacrificial lamb given to us and then the blood representing the covenant that comes along with the death of Jesus. That's right, yeah, absolutely. And, and here's the thing. Because sometimes when I was little I used to think it all mesh together when you realize it, it is two separate powerful meanings of the bread. You know, when you're younger, you think the, the bread and the blood kind of as one, but then you really see a, a picture of how the body is separate from the blood, even though the blood's in the body. Yeah. And then they, and they break it down again, what you just read from first Corinthians 11, you know, and if you go back to the, the last supper where Jesus is doing it and he says, yes, First, this is my body that was broken for you. Right. You know, taking the bread, understanding the breaking. I used to love it because uh, Brother Shambach, when he would do communion under the tent, he would have a big cracker in his hand, a, a, a really big piece of uh, cracker. And he would take his microphone when, when we were getting ready to do it. And he would take that cracker and put it on top of the microphone and he'd smash You'd hear the cracking and the breaking and the smashing of the cracker throughout the sound system would echo through the tent and he'd crush, he'd crush that cracker on top of the mic to, to emphasize what Jesus said and what Paul repeated. This is my body that was broken for you. And then he would exhort on that fact that Jesus took stripes upon his on, upon his back and, uh, for your healing. And he sure. it just went, went through that the whole thing. He went through. Yeah, that and, and did it as an object lesson so that people could understand and remember. And think about that. I was a young teenager, probably 12, 13, 14. I still remember it vividly today sure. at 38 that and he that would do sound. that. The sound uh, that, it, you know, breaking. And that was the thing, you know, to separate the two. He didn't just shed his blood. He allowed his body to be broken. He, right. was, he took stripes upon his back. I find that is a very interesting thing. Uh, that Jesus could literally have just gone to the cross right. and shed his blood for all of us for the remission of sins. But, but as a result of the brokenness that he experienced, the blood came out of it. The blood came out of that brokenness. And he took an extra step to take stripes upon his back. You know, if, if, you, if you think he didn't care about our healing, well... If you thought that's the truth, you could just see he could have gone to, straight to the cross. Just for salvation. Just for salvation. But to take an extra pit stop on the way to the cross to be uh, beaten upon his back, to take stripes upon his back. It's amazing that he cared that much to do these things separately. And that's what we're teaching today is that just not, not, not only was his blood poured out, but his body was broken. His, and I love it. We talked about it before. Um, Easter Sunday, but his body was broken without any bones being broken. That's amazing. His body was broken without any of his bones being broken. That's how 
accurate that messianic prophecy was. Not one bone in the Messiah's body would be broken. However, his body would be broken. And it's for us. So when we do it, what, is, what does he say? And of course, I'll read it again here. He said, this, is, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so we want you guys to get your uh, communion elements uh, together. I'm sure many of you have already done that. and You've already gotten ready to go. Um, but in just a second here, we're going to take communion together. And then we're going to pray uh, for your prayer requests. And ask God to touch you wherever you are. Uh, maybe there's people that need healing. There's people that are believing for salvation for their, their relatives. I can see right here, uh, baptized in the Holy ghost, people that are, uh, struggling financially need a, need a breakthrough financially. Um, and so I want to pray in just a moment, Carol and I are going to join our faith and pray for every one of you that have written in those that have put it in the comments. Uh, I saw somebody that, that put cancer in the comments. And so we're going to pray. We're going to join our faith and believe God for miracles for every single one of you that are watching the broadcast. Uh, but I want you to get your elements ready and we'll read this again. And we're going to, we're going to take part in this. We'll take the bread. If you have bread or cracker or, you know, hopefully Maddie, it's not pass a, them out to everybody. yeah. And, and hopefully it's not uh, a cheddar biscuit from Red Lobster. Um, but we are going to take that. We won't name names, Mackenzie. <laughs> this is now Don. Is this now? It is now. And Pam said, salvation for relatives. Baby said, uh, pray for my healing. We're going to pray for all of you. But Deliverance from anxiety like and insomnia. people were writing, it is powerful. Because what we're doing now and what First uh, Corinthians 11 says is the very reason we're sitting here today. The right. very reason we can walk in victory. The very reason we can walk in divine protection and divine healing. Mm -hmm. And to get into heaven is, you know... I think a lot of people sometimes end up just doing communion at church on special holidays and special times. But I would recommend going home and, and really reading this chapter in this section and get a clear understanding and vision in your head, not just a routine and it's a powerful moment at church, but do it in your own life. Do it at home like you're doing it with us now. But get into a routine of doing it outside of just when the church calls for it. So it is in front of your face and a remembrance and a remembrance. That's what he said. Do this in remembrance to remember this time as a holy time, not just when your church calls for it, but do it at home, you know, with your husband, with your, with your kids, with your aunts, uncles, family members, with yourself, but do it as a remembrance of a holy moment and what he did for you. Because when you have that constant reminder in your mind, of this moment, it changes your way of speaking, of your belief. You'll catch yourself with things that maybe, you know, you would have said before. It, it's a constant reminder of what he's done for you, each and every one of us. Absolutely. So I want you to take the bread in your hand. That's okay, Letty. Cra cracker, whatever what you, you have. But she found bread, she said. Yeah. She found bread. Um, I'm going to read this again. The Bible says that for I received from the Lord what I also deliver to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And so again, the bread, the cracker, whatever you have where you are, this is 
the representation of the body of Christ. This was broken. Don't think about, and, and this is one thing that I want to say. Don't think about it generally. Well, it's for all those on the earth. This for everyone. No, think about it personally. Think about it personally. This bread, cracker, whatever you have is a representation of the fact that Jesus' body was broken for you personally. And I want you to say it. You know, if you, you're taking it, thank you, Lord, that this, your body was broken for Ted, whatever your name is. Yeah. Put your name in. Say it out loud. Yeah, because it's not just a general thing, but for you personally. You know, because let me say this before we take it. I have people that will agree. Oh, yeah, God's all powerful. Oh, yeah, he's a healer. But the thing they don't, the thing they struggle with in their mind is not can God heal? It's will God heal me? That's what they struggle with. And so when you get this and understand this is personalized, this is for you personally looking in the comments. Thank you, Lord, for breaking your body for Dawn, for Lenan, for Wasewi, all, all those that are watching and you make it personal. It's a whole nother level. And so father, we thank you for sending Jesus and we thank you, Jesus, for going to the cross, but not just going straight to the cross. Thank you for taking stripes upon your back. Thank you, Lord, that your word declares that by those stripes, we were healed. And so we give you praise that we receive our healing. We receive our deliverance. Those that are writing in, they're believing for healing in their body, healing for their family. We loose it now by the power of the Holy Ghost. We lose healing virtue to every man and every woman battling in sickness and disease. We command cancer cells to die and to shrivel and pass from the body, tumors to go. We thank you, Lord, that every disease, every sickness has to bow its knee to the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Lord, for breaking the body for us. And now we partake, as you told us to do, in the memory of what you did on the cross, in the memory of what you did by redemption. We thank you to proclaim the Lord's death until he comes in Jesus' name. Now take part and take the bread. My kids are doing it. The kids are in the studio taking their communion as well. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> Amen. In the same way, and Paul said this, and when he had given thanks, broke it and said, this is my body. But verse 25 says, in the same way, also, he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And again, as you eat the bread, drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Father, we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus for sending Christ Jesus, thank you for shedding your blood, not for the covering of our sins, 
but for the total removal of our sins. We thank you. We give you praise that we are declared righteous, not because of anything that we've done, but your righteousness was a gift that you gave us. You brought us from death unto life and gave us right standing with God. Thank you for the free gift of righteousness that we receive by grace through faith. Thank you for shedding your blood for us. Thank you for all you did, taking nails in your hands and in your feet. Thank you for allowing them to beat you until you were unrecognizable, to put a crown of thorns upon your head, to pierce your side until blood and water flowed out. Thank you for shedding your blood. We thank you that there's no power in heaven, on earth, under the earth, greater than the power of redemption. Today, we thank you that we are new creations in Christ Jesus. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. We drink today remembering what you did. We thank you for not only dying, but for uh, rising again. And we thank you that you're coming back soon in the mighty name of Jesus. If you have that there, uh, join us and take it and you can drink the cup. Amen. And so we thank you, Lord. Now we're praying all these different prayer requests. Everybody that's written in, those that have written in the comments section, we lay our hands on every prayer request as a point of contact. We ask you to touch your people, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, right now, I take authority over every attack of the devil that has come against God's people in Jesus' name. I rebuke sickness. I rebuke disease in the name of Jesus Christ. I command it to leave their bodies today in the name that's above every other name. Father, I ask you now, for those that have been struggling, they've been attacked in their minds, I take authority over depression and anxiety. I take authority over those foul spirits of heaviness and fear that have tried to overtake their mind, especially now. I rebuke it and I command it to loose them and let them go. I loose the joy of the Holy Spirit and the peace of God that passes all understanding in Jesus' mighty name. Touch your people today. Lord, for those that have written in that are believing for family members to be saved, let this be the year that our families are saved and changed, that we can declare, as for me and my house, we serve the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, there's people asking for direction. They need leading from the Holy Spirit. Speak to them clearly. Let them hear what you are saying in Jesus' name. Guide them in their life decisions perfectly. Guide them into blessing, but guide them into increase and overflow in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for that, Lord. We give you praise for that in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, we're praying for those that have written in and finally that need financial increase. They're believing for jobs, better jobs. Some have been laid off and they're believing for better jobs. Lord, I pray that you would open the windows of heaven over every faithful believer. Father, those that are tithers, they're givers, they're obeying what your word says to do. And because they are, we thank you that harvests are coming to them in Jesus' mighty name. Harvests are coming to them in the mighty name of Jesus. So Lord, from this day, let that increase begin. I pray doors open so quickly that it would blow people's minds. 
in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for it. We give you praise. Would you pray for people's children? Yes. Father God, thank you for each and every child that's either watching or parents who have uh, children. Lord, first I ask you that you give uh, moms and dads strength, yes. strength to raise them, wisdom to raise them in the things of God, that society will not overtake their thoughts and change their uh, course and direction, Lord, but they base their decisions on the word of God. Thank you, Lord, that, I, that over every child, that they're healthy, they're strong, they're full of wisdom, they're full of the Holy Ghost, They'll be wealthy in the mighty name of Jesus to do great things for the kingdom of God. Thank you, Lord, that there's divine protection surrounding your children. Father God, that uh, accidents, mistakes, simple things is playing at the park, Lord. I even command, like it says in the word of God, that not a bone will be broken within our own body, Father God, that they are safe. There's angels protecting them. I ask you, Lord, uh, to ease the mind of children. If any children are battling uh, bad dreams, fears, uh, anxiety, nervousness, I command it to go yes. now. I loose the mighty power of God within the home, that the anointing flows there, that there's a boundary line around the house, that the children being raised in the things of God, they will not know what the world has to offer. They will not be trapped by the lies of the enemy. Yes. For they will be raised as mighty warriors. They will be raised as giant killers. Yes. Jesus. Thank name. you, Lord, that the things that they take in, Lord, as they read the word of God, as they uh, partake in prayer and they're raised uh, in, in the things of God, that it will infiltrate, it will saturate their spirit man, that they will be full of boldness, full of faith, and full of the things of God. Yes. And the enemy will not take them out. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. And Lord, for any children who have gone away, that a seed has been deposited in them and you're calling them home. Yes. You're calling them home that they have a sour taste for doing the things of the world, Lord, yeah. that they know better. And they're coming home this year and 2021. We're not letting our kids over to the enemy. In the mighty name of Jesus, I Jesus pray. Name. Amen. Amen. If you receive it, if you believe it, throw some fire in the comments section. Let us know you're standing with us today. Thank you for sending prayer requests in as well. We love to pray for you. We're always standing with you. And of course, I tell you, sometimes I'll text you while I'm on the road that I'm taking the time to pray for you by name. Those of you who send prayer requests in via text, uh, if you're not connected on text message, I want to encourage you um, to join these. I'm, I'm actually texting you. It's coming to my phone. Uh, you can go to miracleword.com forward slash text. And um, you can actually sign up to receive text messages and send me text messages. And when you do, your contact information goes right into my phone book on my phone and we can stay connected in that way and, uh, and be in touch. So if you'd like to do that, go to miracleword.com forward slash text and uh, you can be a part of the family as well. Um, leaving tomorrow, headed to Michigan once again. Uh, but of course, we'll still be with you every single day. And let me encourage you right now, we're gonna give you an opportunity to sow seed at the end of this broadcast. And um, many of you are partnering with us, but we wanna encourage you, if you're not partnering with this ministry, Carol and I are believing God for uh, a thousand people 
that'll stand with Miracle Word Ministries at $85 a month or more. Many people are doing more. Some doing 100, 200, 500 a month. But do what you can do by faith and watch God bless you. Um, for those that are sowing this month of April, uh, we're going to be sending you Smith Wigglesworth's book, Ever Increasing Faith. And uh, for those that are sowing $85 or more this month, this is our gift to you. I love this book. I believe it's the only one he's ever written, but a powerful man of God. Thank you, Sean. I love this Thank book. you, Janine. Yeah, it's a great book. And if you'd like to receive it, fill the form out on miracleword.com forward slash offer. Let us know that you sowed, how you sowed, and give us an address to send it to, and uh, we will get it to you. For those sowing $1,000 or more, we're going to include along with that the Genuine Leather Life Application Study Bible um, in New Living Translation. And then, brand new that we're putting together now, Jenna's working on all of it to get it all in uh, one custom box is the Elite Study Pack. I'm so excited about this. For those that are sowing largely $5,000 or more to the ministry, uh, we've put this together. My favorite three tools, the Life Application Study Bible, the Dakes Bible, the Dakes Reference Bible, and the Net Bible with 60,000 translators notes. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you, Kayla. Uh, we're going to put all three of those in one package in a custom uh, Miracle Word Elite Study Pack box. Be a few extra bonuses stuck in there too. Yeah, and two books that we're looking at right now, Knowing Scripture by R.C. Sproul and How to Read the Bible for All It's Worth by Gordon Fee and Douglas Stewart. Those two books are extremely but it, it useful is so for important. understanding how to study the Bible. Because, you know, as I've been raised in church, and so it's not that I, I never knew the Bible, but man, once you really start actually studying it properly, mm -hmm. you realize that properly some, is the key word. Yeah, because <laughs> you realize that um, some stuff you've heard over the years that you end up having a wrong understanding on was completely taken out of context. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I'm so thankful well, many things <laughs> that I'm so thankful for from you. But one of them is I have a Bible teacher I get to live with, so mm -hmm. I'm very thankful for that. So I can run to him with questions. But he's taught me how to do things properly in context because I would come to him about stuff and he's like, wait a second, did you ever read the before that verse and the after that verse? And then once you would do that, you would see things completely different and it would make perfect sense. So I'm really excited about this box that's coming out, this pack that you guys can get, because it, it's really life-changing in how you study, how you see the Word of God. It it makes doctrine correct in your life. No question. You won't believe the wrong way or be confused as to why when someone comes to you, because you've been able to study it out properly and know what the Word of God says in the proper context. Yeah, that's so important. Context so matters. So important. Um, Sandra on YouTube, because uh, Sandra Dutton, you can't actually use hashtag donate in YouTube. They don't allow it for some reason. So you'd either have to do it uh, via the website or one of the apps or uh, like hashtag. Like one of these things that's down mm -hmm. here PayPal, at the screen. PayPal, Cash App, Venmo, Zelle, or just go to MiracleWord.com. Maddie said, he literally is a walking Bible. My daughter shouting me out from the back of the but room. But she made you a card that said that. Remember, yeah. she drew you. She mm -hmm. drew a Bible and then drew a head and arms on the side <laughs> and legs and gave him a card with you, money in it. I love you, Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn, I love you. He literally is. Um, but I'm very excited about this because 
I keep, people always ask like, what do you use to study the Bible? And there's so many resources that, I mean, you could get into so many different resources as you're going deep. Like if you're a minister, you have so many things you're looking at, but for the Christian, for the average Christian, if you have just a few really good study resources, man, you can go so deep. And the three that were, this pack, um, that we're working on it, Matt. Yeah. The, the, this pack that we're developing for you, in my opinion, and I've gone through a lot of resources, in my opinion, this is like a great rounded overall pack because you're going to get Dake's notes, who was a Pentecostal. So you're going to get Pentecostal view on a lot of stuff. You're going to get the life application. It has uh, good notes in it too. Yeah, that's a great one, but it's very rounded. It's going to give you a lot of a rounded understanding uh, of, of a lot of deep passages in the Bible and different things that you can get. And then that net Bible with the translator's notes, it goes so deep and it lets you understand why the Bible says what it says. It's like when I found that it was actually a year ago last month when we were in Michigan, remember we went to that Barnes and Noble and uh, I was in the Bible section. I was like, what is this? And I, I found this net Bible. It was a hardcover. I was like, what in the world? Cause it was like this thick. And I was like, what is this? I opened it up and I saw uh, what they were doing with this Bible, I was like blown away. It has to be one of the greatest uh, wealth of resource riches that we have as English speaking Christians. That is like, that Bible blows my mind. There's so much in it and there's several kinds of notes. I do. A, I, I think I do a whole video on it, don't I, uh, Tiff, where I, I kind of break down what it does. If you go to miracleword.com forward slash study, we have videos posted there where we teach you how to study the Bible. And I even show you like what the net does uh, digitally. You can see it in those videos and it'll help you. But we're putting this together. Uh, it's not a, it's not, it's a no joke pack. It's like a, it's a serious package we're putting together. Uh, five different resources in one box that will take your Bible study to another level. And those are for people that are standing with us uh, at uh, $5,000 or more. Uh, Leslie said, what Bible? There's three Bibles, the Dakes Bible, the Life Application Study, and the Net Bible, N-E-T, New English Translation. Uh, they will bless you. Uh, once again, if you can put it up on the screen one more time, download and stereo. special ones for you. Oh, yeah. We have special be, editions. Yeah. Um, stereo, pop it up. We want you to download it. It is brand new. We can go live with live podcasts, and you guys can interact with us um, live during the show, you can leave voicemails that we can play and then respond to you. That's the two usernames, T Shuttlesworth for me, C Shuttlesworth for Carolyn and, um, follow us. And we're going to be going live at different times. My cousin and I did bedtime prayers last night. We're going to do more of those. We have more scheduled. This is it. It's called stereo. It's like an audio only live podcasting app that you can join into. It's awesome. Uh, so download it and follow us. And, uh, and get ready for more of these. I think it's going to be really, really great. And then, of course, if you're just joining, don't forget, next Wednesday and Friday, Carolyn's got her own show now. She's like the Miracle Word Oprah. Uh, at 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday and Friday. We can get rid of that slide. Yeah, because Wednesday and stuff. Friday. Wednesday and Friday. Thanks, though, Maddie. And, uh, <laughs> Looking out for her mom. Yeah, it's going to be great. And so don't miss it, and we'll let you know when it's happening. Uh, but Wednesday and Fridays at two, it's going to be great. We love you guys. Have a wonderful weekend.
Thank you to the wonderful Carolyn for joining me on the broadcast today. Love you. He Do we leaves. have any sugar? You leave. Yes. No, tomorrow. I have my sugar. <laughs> you don't have your sugar. I actually did. I bought some. Um, yes, I leave tomorrow. I leave tomorrow. Be gone. Where are you going to be, Brother I'll be Ted? in Emblay City, Michigan. Well, where you be, Sister Carolyn? Um, what's uh, the date Parkland, again? Parkland, Florida. <laughs> what's the date again of your, um, of your meeting in, in Georgia? April 24th, but I'll get some slides up next week April the 24th. That. Ladies, if you're anywhere near Roswell, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia area. April 24th. April 24th. 10 to 1, World Harvest Church. It's on our Where website. Where can they register? On the church's website. WorldHarvestChurch.org. But if you go to ours, under the schedule, you can click the link to get to there. So if you go to MiracleWord.com to the schedule page, you'll see the link. Ladies, if you want to do it, biological ladies only, click the link and uh, and register for the brunch. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Not going to want to miss it. And then we're going to be together uh, right before that in Rockford, Illinois, Yep. Um, which is outside of Chicago. So that's going to be great. And then West Virginia Camp Meeting is coming up. Uh, April the 27th through the 30th in West Virginia. Don't miss that meeting. Get there. I wanted to also make mention of Miracle Word Kids video. Came out on last Wednesday. We got them every week. We got a free Bible study. This week, Alex and Maddie are discussing confidence. And they've got a great uh, story in the Bible that they're going to show you uh, three wonderful men who had confidence and trusted the word of God. And so they're going to talk about that. Uh, and then you get the free Bible study. Make sure you get our updated, our new miracle word app because there's a kid section and you don't have to email in requesting anymore, anything like that. You can just simply go to the app go to the kids section and bam, all the Bible studies there. You can print it from your phone, send it to your email. You can watch the videos. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube as well. Make sure you subscribe to him so you don't miss anything. Make sure you subscribe to Miracle Word Kids so you don't miss anything and get your kids involved. We wanna hear from them. I wanna hear testimonies. I wanna see pictures. It encourages them when they see other kids around the world uh, participating in what they are a part of. So send it in. We love you guys. Have a wonderful weekend with your These family. These are the Miracle Word kids. Do something. Kids. It's not all about you, Maddie. It's about me. No, see? <laughs> she did she did confidence. She did the video confidence yeah, no, and now we're in trouble. <laughs> no, she did the video me. confidence and now we're in trouble. It's about Brooklyn. It's so funny because I think like next week we the kids uh, we have a special guest. Humility. No, they do a special guest next week. I'm not telling you who it is, and they talk about insecurities, and they wanted to do like a thing at the beginning, and I was like, well, Maddie, think of an insecurity. She goes, I don't have any. I was like, well, okay, well, confidence taught you to not have any insecurities. So at least we're on the right track, and the teaching's working. Maddie, join me at home from Humility 101. We're gonna do it in the house. <laughs> Maddie, I want to say thank you. She partnered today for nine hundred and ninety-nine trillion nine hundred billion nine hundred ninety-nine million dollars. And she did it on YouTube, on YouTube, knowing that it wouldn't go through. <laughs> but we her heart's you. there. We love you guys. We I don't love think you. I'm making him anymore. We love you guys. Have a wonderful weekend. Do something fun with your family. Very fun. Who cares about the dirty dishes in the back? Hey, get outside and do something fun. Love you. We love you. Bye.
Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.